Hafa day, everyone. Welcome to Nurse Explains Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud, we truly appreciate you hanging out with us today. I have a special guest today, the uh, amazing, the knowledgeable, um, the very educated uh, Rosemary Loveridge. She is a registered nurse, and she is an assistant professor at Guam Community College. Rose, welcome. Say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Nurse Jen. That was a very nice introduction. (laughs) (laughs) And so one of the things that we here at KUAM support greatly is um, education, and education as far as cancer awareness is concerned. And this month, in the month of October, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so Rose and I wanted to just give you some tips and um, some highlights on what are some of the issues and the do's and don'ts related to breast cancer. And, and maybe it'll make a difference in your life or a sister's life or your mom's life or your daughter's life. And so we just wanted to bring that to you today. So Rose, it, it, real quick, let's just start with the basics. If you could kind of go over um, when should a woman get her first mammogram And when should a woman um, start doing breast self-exams just to start early detection for breast cancer? Absolutely. Um, Well, the American Cancer Society recommends women begin screening with mammograms at 45. Mayo Clinic supports screening beginning at age 40 because mammograms can detect breast abnormalities early in women in their 40s. And interestingly enough, there have been randomised trials of women in their 40s and 50s that have demonstrated that screening mammograms decrease breast cancer deaths by 15 to 30 percent. That's wonderful news. So there's all sorts of information out there about when to have your mammograms, when to start your mammograms. But basically, 40 to 45 years and every year Mm -hmm. following that, uh, and so have you gotten a mammogram? And what, yeah. what was your experience? Well, yes, it is interesting having a mammogram. I happen to be 50-ish. Oh, <laughs> you look wonderful, so marvelous, darling. Ev- every year, yeah, it's good to go and get a mammogram. And on Guam, they're very good about sending you a reminder notice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or an email that your mammogram's due again. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to try to keep on schedule with your mammograms and not delay them. Uh, having a mammogram is, it's not painful. It's not invasive, but it is personal type yes, yes. time. You got a D-cloth from, from stomach up, yes. neck down. Yes, And... Um, are you hoping it's a woman that's doing it? Are you offended if a man does it? Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? And why why can't I not wear lotion or deodorant when I get a mammogram? Well, the um, having a mammogram, for me, I would prefer just having a female yes. um, handling yeah. my breasts. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's quite a – if you haven't ever had a mammogram before, it's – an it's quite an eye-opening experience for the first time when they lift your breast up and put it onto the mammogram machine and then they bring the 
slides down and they squash the breast and it can be uncomfortable. Squash the breast. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit squashed. Right, right, right. And the, the bigger the breasts, the denser, the, the harder it is. It's actually difficult to have a mammogram with breast implants. Mm. They take it. They're well, that's a, li- a good one. Let's yeah. discuss that one. Well, they're a little. So you still can get a mammogram. If you have breast implants. Yes, you still need to have a mammogram. If you have breast implants, you still have breast tissue. Okay. So um, it's a bit trickier. I think they, I mean, I'm not an expert on, obviously I don't have breast implants, but... um, they have to be moved out. It's it's uncomfortable. It's okay. definitely more uncomfortable for women with breast implants because they have to be pushed out of the way during the during the exam. Okay, um, and it takes a bit longer for their exam. Um, so yeah, it's it's a life event that has to happen. And if you have if reached the age of forty, I highly recommend you having a mammogram. It's not the only detection for breast cancer, but it is. Yes, absolutely. She's absolutely one right. of the best. So mammograms, you don't want to wear deodorant or lotion or baby powder because some of the the metallic particles um, in deodorant, lotion, or powders such as aluminum, sometimes they show up on the mammogram as a false positive. They look like a calcification, which then kind of resembles um, breast cancer. And so sometimes a technician gets a little confused. And so that's why before you go for a mammogram, they they don't want you to have any deodorant, any lotion, um, any baby powder on. So we just avert that issue so you're not actually given a false positive and then you have to worry. And so one of the big issues is when a woman goes in for a mammogram <clears throat> and they say they see something, right? Mm-hmm. I think I saw something. It's about one centimeter big. Can you come back next month? And can you? That is like the biggest scare for women. Um, and so I have, I have heard numerous patients tell me um, those were the worst. That was the worst month of my life, waiting to go back and get the second mammogram. Or it was the worst three months. Whatever your technician or your radiologist or your physician recommends for a repeat for you to come back. So we clearly know. If you didn't wear deodorant and lotion and baby powder, that the calcification wasn't wasn't from that. And so then the concern is, can you come back in one, two, three months, and let's can we recheck you? Um, and for women, that's kind of um, that's like mm. the longest wait of your life to wait and then find out. The so unknown. Yeah. I, I truly highly recommend women if that's the case with you that. That you don't hide it, that you share it with your girlfriends, that you share it, and so that there is support in that one, two, three months, your spouse, your your partner, so they can kind of help you through that next one, two, three months, and so that you're not dreading every day that you have breast cancer and that you might, you know, succumb to it. And so, Rose, you, you brought up a really good point. Um, do bigger boobies mm. mean you have a bigger risk yeah. of breast cancer because you were talking about how mammograms the bigger the booby is yeah. the harder it is to put on the plate so do bigger boobies mean you have a, a higher risk for breast cancer yes and no okay <laughs> let me i'm just going to zip yes. back to when you were talking about the mammogram results if you okay. get called back okay i do want to say that um a lot of people are called back it could be a cyst mm-hmm. or um, nothing 
cancerous that's found and don't don't panic because fewer than one in ten what women, woman doesn't panic well yes gross. true true yeah what woman no. <laughs> um all you want to hear when you're done after a yeah, mammogram is, is it was normal we didn't see anything mm. but the second they go uh oh, oh, we uh can you come b-? and then as soon as they start can you come back like dread takes over your face so go ahead i'm sorry no yeah well no i agree it's hard not to panic but just to know that one in ten women called back are not found to have breast cancer uh, yes. so that's one in ten so that's you that's know, that, that's that's great statistics that's a low to be honest amount, really. yes i agree yeah yeah um the risk factors for breast cancer is like you say big boobies but um Obesity, being overweight, mm-hmm. is a risk for breast cancer. Yep. So it's highly recommended for females to, you know, exercise regularly, mm-hmm. eat and maintain a healthy diet, mm-hmm. low alcohol consumption. Um, maybe one drink a day isn't a major deal, but right. three or four a day could put a you bottle. more at risk. Let's yeah, a bottle a day. Bottle, right? <laughs> a definitely not a good idea every single day, right? Put you more at risk for breast cancer. Um, but yes, dense breasts uh, is more difficult to uh, find, yeah. And younger people actually have more dense breasts mm-hmm. than the older people. You know, they've lost their as they get older, they lose their elasticity yes. and their breasts become a bit saggier. And <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's talk real quick about heredity. Do you? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Is is um. Is breast cancer hereditary? Because, you know, we, we talked about one of the big issues in the world was Angelina Jolie, who did an elective mastectomy. Elective means she wasn't diagnosed with breast cancer, ladies and gentlemen. She just randomly decided because her mother, her biological mother, died of breast cancer. She randomly decided to just have a mastectomy. What are your thoughts on, is breast cancer hereditary? Yes, it sure is, yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to get breast cancer if your mother had breast cancer. But there is, luckily, with technology, there are new tests now that can screen for genetic factors with breast cancer. So... Going back to mammograms, if you do have a history of breast cancer, and this is an immediate family member, so this is you and your mother or your sister or your auntie, but not your husband's mother or your boyfriend's mm-hmm. mother. Very it's good, the it's good. your blood relatives. Yes, okay, got it, got so it. if you have a his family history, then you jump up the line even for mammograms. It's recommended if you have a family history that you should start having mammograms 10 years before the age of your most recent family member that got diagnosed. So if my mother got diagnosed with breast cancer at 50, I should start having mammograms at 40. Or if my mother got diagnosed with breast cancer at 40, I should start having mammograms at 30. Got That's it. recommended Got through it. American Heart and Mayo Clinic. And then um, if there's a genetic uh-huh. issue, meaning you have the gene, I'm not sure if Angelina Jolie had the gene. but She did. Oh, she did have the yeah. gene. Yeah, so she, they found the gene for breast cancer is BRCA1 mm-hmm. and BRCA2. Um, she went to see a specialist, OBGYN specialist, um, and they actually found the gene, and that's why she elected 
to go ahead and have a mastectomy. So I'm going to pose the question to you because my daughters actually posed the question to me. Um, would you, if your mother died of breast cancer and you went and saw a specialist and the specialist confirmed that you had the breast cancer gene, BRCA1 mm-hmm. and BRCA2, would you do an elective mastectomy? I Nobody bro- said. Yeah, it's you a ha- personal- no, Nobody's diagnosed you with breast cancer. Yeah. They're just saying you have the same gene mm. your mom had. Would, yeah. you, would you do a mastectomy? I probably would because it would decrease the chances of developing that breast cancer. But it's a very personal decision. Yeah. Um, but if you do have a genetic factor like mm-hmm. that gene, mm-hmm. then it's recommended that you start having mammograms at 25. Yeah. So my so answer young. to my girls were, before they were born, I mm. probably would not have done it. Mm. Um, but now that I have daughters, I don't want my daughters to grow up motherless, right? Mm. Or with a wicked, nasty stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like I'm not gonna let your dad get remarried and and have a you know, um, so I'm like uh, today I would, yesterday I wouldn't have, um, uh, and that's the truth. I feel as if I didn't have children, I would have just rolled the dice, um, played my chances, and seen what happened. But because I have daughters now and I don't want them to be motherless, I would. I would have done a mastectomy too, to be honest. I think it's a well, possibly. You can always get breast augmentation. Yeah, right. And there's so some like, great surgeries out yeah, there. Yeah, and that's exactly what Angelina Jolie did. She had a mastectomy, and I heard that the next whatever next day, I think she got a breast augmentation, and none of us even knew that all of that happened to her because we never saw her without the breast. Well, don't get. I mean, don't be too alarmed with the genetic genetic factor, but about five to ten percent of breast cancers are inherited. Yes, and which if, is such a low number, mm, don't you think? Yes. Do you think? I I feel like, fi- Uncle Ken, you okay? I'm fine. You're all right, all right, okay. Sorry, Uncle Ken's, uh, <laughs> Uncle Ken flu season, right? Flu season. <laughs> but <laughs> just <laughs> women with an inherited, with that gene, the BRCA1 yeah. gene, have a 72% chance of developing breast cancer. Wait, 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 go back, I'm confused. By the time they're eight. Five, wait, yeah. say um, your first statistics and then say okay. your second again? I'm There's about five to 10% of breast cancers are inherited. So the gene okay. is out there okay. and then in what that was the percentage. Number? But if you do have that gene, you have a 72% of chance of developing breast cancer. But that's sort of by the oh, time... Oh, okay, got it. By the time you're 80. By the time you're 80. <laughs> but still, it's may not, no live, laughing May manner. I live to be 80, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> and then if you have the other gene, the BRCA2 gene, there's a 69% chance that the oh. woman will develop breast cancer by 80. So basically, there's a, a, a quite a good risk of developing breast cancer with the gene. Got it. But the key to all breast cancer is early detection. I agree. And that is the key. Today, the survival rates are great. I agree. If they're caught early enough. I agree. And that's where the woman who actually, I mean, I seem to be pushing mammograms today, but women who do have mammograms are at a, have a much better chance of surviving breast cancer than women who never have had a mammogram or who don't have a mammogram regularly because it's, it's caught caught sooner. So I have a funny story. I have this funny story where I have this girlfriend and I'm in the middle of work and the phone, my cell phone keeps ringing and ringing, ringing and I don't want to interrupt work. And finally, I think it's like the fifth or sixth missed call. And I'm finally like, 
I just got to get this call. Oh, could be because an emergency. why would she have called me <laughs> six times back to back? I, I finally call her back and she's crying. And she's saying, uh, Jen, I just found out I have breast cancer. Can, can you come? I really need a girlfriend right now to cry on. And so I'm like, yes, of course. I, so I run out. I go, well, how, how, how did all this happen? And she said, I found a lump. And, and just like you had said, she said, I found a lump last week. I went and got a mammogram this week, early detection, which is exactly what Rose was saying, which I, my friend, success story at the end of this, um, found a lump last week on her breast, went and got a mammogram. As soon as she went and saw her doctor, her doctor immediately referred her for a mammogram. She got a mammogram the day after she saw the doctor. Wow. Um, mammogram came back positive, sadly. She calls me. I'm running to, I'm driving to her. I'm running to get her. She calls me. She says, Jen, before you get to my house, can you buy me a pack of cigarettes? Oh, no. And then I'm like, <laughs> what? And as a nurse, ladies and gentlemen, I am not, I don't support cigarettes no. at all, right? I'm not a vapor. I'm not a smoker. I, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so I've, I've never bought cigarettes in my life. So I'm like, okay, you got to tell me how to do this. She's like, marble. I remember today. It's like marble gold. Marble gold. Marble, marble yeah, gold. I have no right? idea. Is that right? Marble yeah, yes, gold. Yes, yes. Um, and she goes, you know, I'll pay you when you get to my house. I'm like, never mind. You just found out you have breast cancer. I don't care about that one. I got it. I got it. So I go to Payless Supermarket and I'm like, ma'am, because uh, it's behind the counter, right? I'm like, ma'am, can you give me a pack of cigarettes? It's gold. And the lady's like, marble gold? I'm like, oh, that sounds, yeah, marble gold, right? Lady gets it to me. The guy behind me goes, wait a minute, aren't you Nurse Jen? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I think you just did a segment on on the, the dangers of nicotine. And I go, yes. I go, but this is not for me. It's for my friend that just found out she has breast cancer. And he goes, what? And then the cashier goes, you're buying this for somebody with cancer? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm, uh, I know I look super bad right now, but she's under the most stress. And all she wants is a smoke a cigarette. And so... They sell it to me. They're laughing, and I get there, and I go, you know, girlfriend, I must love you, and you better survive this cancer because I got egg on my face right now because I just did a show that said don't smoke nicotine, and these are all the bad stuff, and then I went and bought nicotine for you, right? The moral of the story is, like Rose Leverage said, she did early detection. She was a smart, smart lady, saw her physician, got the mammogram done. She is alive. And we still partied together today. She's one of my BFFs, and so I'm so happy for her. And she did get a mastectomy, and she is cancer-free today, ladies and gentlemen. So, yep, happy to share that story. Right? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So, I wanted to go over some myths. You tell me true or false. We're going to play the game. Okay, all right. Ready? Okay. Um, and so, what I did with today's topic was I said to some women, if I had a podcast about breast cancer what would you, I just randomly went around the office today and I was like, what would you want to know about? And so one of the girls said, in my early 20s, I got a nipple piercing. And my mom said this, she, she doesn't have it anymore today. She's in her 30s now. She's married. She has a kid. She said, my mom said nipple piercings causes breast cancer. So she's like, Jen, am I going to get breast cancer? 
True or false? Nipple piercing causes breast cancer. Well, number one, who would want to get their nipple pierced is my question. And Hot, sexy, 20-year-old <laughs> chicks. That's who wants, right, girls? And um, I had day. And um, I would say it's a myth. Da-da-da-da, one point for Rose Leverage. Yay! It is a myth. Yay! The major concern with nipple piercing is infection, ladies and gentlemen. We just scared that your nipples are going to get infected. Ugh. And we just want to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay, question number two. Truth or myth? Do underwire bras cause breast cancer? I would say they cause a bit of discomfort, but I wouldn't say they cause breast cancer. She is correct. Da, 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 da. Two points for Rosie. All right. So the cup of the underwire bras, while they may restrict the flow of your lymph nodes, it, it doesn't actually cause breast cancer. And so one of the myths is people believe the wire constricts the lymph nodes from flowing freely. And because of the lymph nodes being restricted, then toxins build up and then breast cancer ensues, uh, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Myth. Bra companies all around the world say that is not true. Well, they're trying to sell their product. Right. <laughs> that is not true. So please don't believe that. So she's yeah. absolutely correct. Okay, number three. So one of my coworkers said um, that when she was in high school, she's playing, I think she said basketball for gym, PE, and she got elbowed in the breast. And she said it was so bad and it was so mm. painful that. She had ice on it through the at the whole nurse's office, and then she got home, and her her breast was black and blue. And her mom said, "We're going to sue that student because you're going to get breast cancer later later on." So the question is, can squeezing, hitting, elbowing a breast later in life cause breast cancer? I would say no. Because if you think about life, we get hit and we get bruised throughout with everything and, and all all over our body at times. You know, you hit your head by accident or whatever. We hit our knee. Yeah. And that doesn't mean Does we're that mean we all, knee cancer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the only way I look at it. Right, um, right. It may damage some of the breast tissue, but it's, you know, when it's bruised, that's a that's an acute injury that heal that heals dang this nurse is smart that's three for three you got three for three okay so she's absolutely right elbowing squeezing hitting um it may cause some bruising and swelling to the breast and maybe it's going to be painful and tender to touch but it's not going to lead to breast cancer but i just want to make a disclaimer some sometimes an injury can lead to a benign lump Mm -hmm. This is not cancer. Mm. It's called something called fat necrosis. This is a scar tissue that can form when the body naturally repairs the damaged fatty tissue. And this could possibly lead to a false positive mammogram. Because you got injured earlier in life, then it leads the scar tissue. Mm. The scar tissue is not, it's not the cancer. It's just fat necrosis that has scarred. And so sometimes it looks like a false positive on a mammogram. Right. Good and that job. would be in your history, hopefully, you know, when the radiologist is reviewing the yes, slide, x-ray. Okay. Number four. Can IVF, does everybody know what IVF is? Oh, intravenous fertilization. Is it? IV, intro, vitro. Intro, vitro, sorry. Yeah. Vena, I'm sorry. I'm such a nurse. Intravenous. So intro vitro fertilization, fertilization is for women or men that um, are not able to conceive a child, right? And mm. so 
they go through fertility treatments, injections, pills, all the... Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the rumor is if you go through IVF, then you have a higher chance for breast cancer because of all the, the drugs that you've taken. Um, true or false, IVF leads to breast cancer. Well, I think if that was tr if that was true, there wouldn't be any IVF. So I would say it's ah, false, you know, because right. there's many, many thousands of people that do IVF every year. She's yeah. absolutely right. You are winning this game. Oh, right. I, there is no evidence Apart as far as IVF. research is concerned that IVF leads to breast cancer. Yeah. And the last and final question is, which I was surprised when my coworker asked me this because now I know she's had one. Um, and it's okay. It's, it's a woman's prerogative. Um, does abortion uh. increase the risk of breast cancer? I'm not so, clear on that, but I would probably say myth. Definitely. She's a, mm. It is a myth. Um, and so one of the things that we want to talk about is while abortion does not increase your risk of breast cancer, celibacy sort of kind of does. Yes. Okay. That's right. So let's go over it. There was this study done where they studied in 1969 where they studied all these nuns. And for some mm. reason, there were a whole bunch of nuns getting breast cancer. And the research, so a physician, a researcher goes in and he researches, and he's like, why are all these nuns getting breast cancer? And the theory was, it's because none of them have had biological children. And because none of the nuns had had biological children, because what's the purpose of the reproductive tract? It's to have childbirth. And to use the reproductive tract. If the reproductive tract is never used because you've decided to become a nun and be celibate mm -hmm. and refrain from coitus, um, then coitus means intercourse. If you've decided to refrain, then, then you don't use your reproductive mm -hmm. tract. And because you don't use your reproductive, then you have a higher incidence of. Um, and so this researcher um, got together with a couple of physicians and said, we have to do something to help the nuns because... That's your oath. You you chose not to have biological children. You chose not to do childbirth. And so what they decided to do with um, some of the nuns in, in that area was to put them on birth control pills. Birth control pills then decrease their risk of getting breast cancer. But another great thing is if you are celibate, you have a decreased risk of cervical cancer because you're not actually mm. doing childbirth. Mm. But if you don't have childbirth, then you have an increased risk of breast cancer. So mm. you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you yeah. don't, I think, um, yeah. right? But the interesting fact is the more children you have, ladies and gentlemen, and the longer you breastfeed yes, your children. Yes, I was going to say breastfeeding in a minute. This mm -hmm. actually lowers your risk of breast cancer. Go ahead and yeah. talk about breastfeeding. What no, are the positive, wonderful things about breastfeeding? Oh, there's millions of positive things about breastfeeding. <laughs> I'm very pro-breastfeeding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, but yes, breast, breastfeeding definitely can lower your chance of breast cancer for sure. And of course, it's cheaper. It's available oh, right then yes. and there on the spot, yeah, right? You don't yeah. have to get it. You don't have to go to the fridge and get the water and make it up the formula and carry it around in a little bag or whatever. So, and the, buy the powder. The cost of formula. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely a lot cheaper. And but number one, it's the safe, the healthiest. 
thing for the baby, you know. Yeah. Did you breastfeed your babies? Oh, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did too, but Mm -hmm. not long. I didn't. I know there are some women that breastfeed for years. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I I I didn't do years. I did months. (laughs) Yeah. I did months because I had to go back to work. Yeah. And and that's a hard. That's a hard. I would. And the struggles are real for us Mm. women. Mm. It's real for us Mm. women. We want to breastfeed forever and ever, amen, or whenever. Mm. But, man, I got to go back to work. I yeah. can't, I cannot just be in the middle of a meeting going, I got, excuse me, everybody, I got to go pump. I mm. can't. But I realize the benefits for my child, but mm. I also realize that I can't just leave in the middle of a meeting to pump my breast. And so um, those are some real struggles. Well, it's, you know, it's it takes dedication. And if you're going to do that, like pump at work or whatever, you ju- you just have to do it and make the time for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, breastfeeding definitely decreases the risk of breast cancer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so Annie, what other tips or recommendations do you have for us? It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Let's just yeah. inundate them with information so that they are able to take care of themselves or their mom or their sisters. Well, I suppose the mammograms. But there's also something else people can do, and that's the breast self-examination. Oh, yes. Can you please tell us, when should we do it? When's the best time to do it? How do we do it? Mm -hmm. Um, And how often should we do a breast self-exam? Breast self-examination is the person, the female themselves, performing a breast self-examination on their own breasts. And this is important so that you get to know your breasts, and then you notice if there's a change in your breasts. Uh, it's recommended to actually start doing breast self-exams from about the age of 20 and do those every month. But so of, we don't start as soon as we start menstruating? Um, you not know, some people, some yeah. are menstruating in middle school, some mm. are in high school. So you're saying 20, 20 years old. Yeah, okay. even though I think the Cancer Society recommends 20. that, endorses okay. that as well. All right. That's so, one thing I never knew. I yeah. Knew, when are we supposed to start? Yeah. And, but the main thing is not to do breast exams when you are menstruating because your lump your breasts will could be lumpier or definitely they'll be tender okay so the best thing is to wait about over at least five days to ten days after your period has okay. finished and okay. uh, do the self breast exam if you're no longer having periods then just pick one day of the month maybe the first of the month or the last of the month I still gotta do breast month. exams yeah yeah because if, if I hit menopause yeah yeah because people there's more more people over the age of 55 get diagnosed with breast cancer Interesting. Yeah. I did yeah. not know Yeah, so that. it's actually because the dense the t- tissue changes, it's not as dense anymore. Oh, okay. So um, definitely should still keep doing a breast exam, but it's not the definitive diagnosis, obviously, for breast cancer, but it is one way of detecting. But a mammogram will detect early changes. Breast, breast exam, by the time you're actually feeling a lump, it's been there for a while. It's developed and it, you know, so if chances are that it may have been picked up sooner if there had been a mammogram. However, doing a breast self-exam is a good thing to do. Stand in front of the mirror, topless, just look at, stand there and just look at your breasts. Look at the shape of them. Look at the texture of the skin. Is there any indents on the skin? Is there any red areas? Um, I have a girlfriend who was recently diagnosed with breast cancer, and she had a circle around on her breast, like a like almost like a ringworm, but it was just an outline really? of a circle. Yeah, okay. and she has breast cancer. Okay. Um, look at the breasts, and then you lift your hands up behind your head or up in the air, 
and that lifts your breasts up and again look at your breasts and look at the shape and are, are, the sh- are they the same size is the shape the same you know it's not like elongated or abnormal looking shapes okay. um, then the good thing to do is to lie down on your bed and feel around the breast and, and usually there's two ways a circular motion you can start using like the f- um, the first three fingers not your thumb but the index and the three fingers together okay. And you push down on your breasts gently and then that will, and you work around in a circle from the nipple around and keep going around and around and around the breast. Um, Or if you don't like that method, you can, sometimes people like to move up and down in lines, like if you were mowing your lawns, like up and down sort of thing. Um, And then gentle pressure will only detect anything on the outer surface of the breast then you have to apply a little bit more pressure to feel the inner part of the breast and quite heavy pressure to feel against the back of the breast wall Um, and so this should be done like once a month and so you're familiar five days after my menstrual cycle has ended then I'm going to do this once a month yeah I'm going to do it standing up in front of a mirror and then I'm also going to do it laying down Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. You could Perfect. also do, and the, the idea of laying down is so it spreads out the breast tissue, so it makes it easier to feel okay. around. Um, and then also, some people like to to do the same thing in the shower, where it's a bit slipperier and oh. wet. The breast is wet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of people might do that in the shower. Yeah, having a shower. Yeah. Maybe in the bath too, if I just got a bubble yeah. bath going, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there chillaxing yes. with my glass of wine. Yeah, and it doesn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, you're right. Okay, it doesn't. Then it's it's w- yeah. moist and so oh, easier. I yeah, I was oh. like, do I say the word wet? Okay. Yeah. Wet, moist, but yeah. like, okay, got it, got yeah. it. Okay. And and, and then, it's probably easier to feel lumps and bumps. Yeah. Okay. And then if you do feel a lump, then you need to make an appointment with your doctor. It doesn't mean it's cancerous. Absolutely, um, I a agree. A lot of lumps are cysts, fluid-filled cysts. Yes. But um, just make an appointment just to e- ease yourself. Don't ignore it. There have been times where people uh, have ignored 100%, lumps. and I agree with Miss Leverage, do not ignore the lump, the bump, the circle, the discharge. ring. The discharge. Yeah. The pain. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore it, ladies. Um, go and see your doctor and just that peace of mind to get that mammogram and know it's, you know, that you're okay. I think that's better than wondering, praying, wishing that it's not. Don't ignore any signs and symptoms that you think are related to breast cancer. Get it taken care of because early prevention, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, what you and I, we're both nurses. And I think as a nurse... Both of us as nurses want to stress, the earlier you detect it and the earlier you get treatment and the earlier you get your mammogram, then the better success rates we have um, for ourselves as women in, in today's society that we can say... We we did it. And, and then, survival, long-term yeah, rates, survival yeah. rates will increase. Like it's about 99% in survival, survival rates after five or 10 years if you've, you've got had early detection and early treatment. Early detection. I can't yeah. even stress that enough times. Yeah, it's a survivable Don't run cancer. away from it. Don't hide from it. Address mm. it. Mm. And, and, and 99% is a great stats mm. for me. I'll take it any day yeah, of the week. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so 99%, great stats. I think that we should heed that advice. And I think we're going to end on that. I think, All right. I think 
both uh, Rose Leverage, me, Nurse Jen, one of the things we want you to take away with today before we end this podcast is please, if you feel a bump, lump, if you see a dimple, if you mm-hmm. see bleeding uh, from the nipple, bleeding, is if a bad you have sign. discharge, to please make an appointment with your physician right away. Mm-hmm. Your physician will further assess and make the determination if he thinks he or she thinks you need a mammogram and he'll make the referral to the mammogram and then hopefully that all works out and 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 so early detection is the key to a positive outcome as far as breast cancer is confirmed and i just want to say it is breast cancer awareness month yes and and you mentioned that at the beginning and i just want to have a shout out there to all the breast cancer survivors yay because it's a pretty survived um, it you're our you're our mentor yeah think Think, think, yeah you because of you rose and Mm. i are who we are today we're so you guys are our role models yeah it's pretty amazing what they've gone through yeah you guys are who we strive to be. Thank you so much for watching, watching us or listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundClouds. We, we thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with you guys today. We hope to see you again next week. I'm Nurse Jen signing out with Rose Leverage.